Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. And we are back with my busy realtor friend. I can't believe you can carve out time for these recording sessions as much as you have been blowing and going lately. I can't. I got our time mixed up like four times today. And you just told me yesterday what time we were talking today. So I need help. Send help. Are you kicking butt and taking names though? The I'm trying. market is crazy. It is. It was such a good year last year and we're just keeping up the momentum. And so January and February are great. So we're thankful. Things are good. Good, 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 good. So we're going to dive right in to our topic today. Uh, it's kind of, it's going to be our Valentine's Day show uh, just a little bit early because of the timing of it. But my year, are you one of those people who carve out a particular word for the year? And that's like your mantra for January through December? Not you. <laughs> you talk about the look on your face. You're like, yeah, no. No, maybe I should. Last year, my word was intentional. And that's how this podcast came to be was because I was being very intentional about creating this podcast. This year, my word is mindful. Okay. I'm trying to slow down just a bit and be very mindful. And what I'm noticing is that if I can maintain that somewhat throughout the week, I am much more calm and interested and motivated sex partner with my husband. Ah, okay. I don't feel so frazzled and like, what do you mean you want sex? Like, can't you see how busy I am? And yeah. Reminds me, you remember that VeggieTales song? I'm busy, busy, dreadfully no. busy. <laughs> I didn't let my kids watch that. No, I'm just kidding. They did. I just don't remember anything. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not VeggieTales songs. <laughs> so I want to talk about mindfulness and intimacy today. Okay. The, the connection between the two of them. I actually have top 12 tips for weaving mindfulness into our intimate relationship. Mindfulness means being conscious or aware of something. I like to say it's being where your butt is, that your mm -hmm. mind is where your body is. So you're not living in the past. You're not yeah. living in the future. You're not thinking of tomorrow's to-do list. You're not regretting yesterday's to-do list that didn't get done. You're, you're in today. You're in right. the you're present. Yeah. It takes an enormous amount of discipline to do that. We totally have monkey minds. I, I understand that 47% of the time our minds are wandering. And when it wanders, it's either wandering into the future or into the past. Yeah. Neither of which is helpful. We have no control over the future and we can't redo the past. The only thing that we have is today. What is that cheesy saying? Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh, that's so precious. So special. So how do you master being mindful since it takes such skill? Well, let's first, let's talk about what mindfulness isn't. And then we'll dive into these 12 tips. Okay. Mindfulness isn't rumination. There's a big difference between letting your mind just go round and round and round like a gerbil in a wheel right. versus stopping the world for even just a few minutes and just paying attention to like your breath or mm -hmm. the sensation of the clothes against your body or the sunshine on your face or the wind, 
Yes, or the taste of your food or the feel of your partner's fingertips on your arm or leg or like it's 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 drinking in the moment and savoring what is happening right now because we're alive. Mm -hmm. So are you ready to dive into our 12 tips? Yeah, because this is super difficult for me. It is. In this season of life. So well, and it's difficult for people who are type A driven too. It takes like I said, enormous amount of discipline. Mm -hmm. So the first thing in weaving mindfulness into your intimate relationship and into your sexuality is you have to remember that you have a sexual appetite. Every human being on the planet has a sexual appetite. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's a much bigger appetite and other people, it can be a smaller appetite, but by and large, we all have an appetite. So remember the four pleasure centers we've talked about? What are the four things that your brain Let's see. over and over for the sake of survival? Sex. <laughs> Number one. Mm-hmm. Sleep. sleep. Right. Sleep, eating and drinking. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So let me ask you this. Do you wait to eat until you're absolutely so starving that you're about to literally pass out on the ground? Yeah, that's how I'm so skinny. (laughs) No, I don't. Maybe I should, but I don't. (laughs) And do you wait until you feel dehydration symptoms coming on before you finally reach for your water bottle? No. No. And do you wait until you are so frazzled and exhausted that you literally can't hold your eyelids open anymore before you lay down and get some sleep? Sometimes. (laughs) Not usually. But not usually. And so why would we feel as if we have to wait until we feel this overwhelming sense of horniness before we're ready to be intimate? Right. It actually works better when you're just doing it in a routine manner mm-hmm. where it's like, this is what I do. This bonds us together. This, this feels good. Uh, this is going to help me sleep better. This has 250 health benefits. Uh, I may not feel like it right now in the moment, but I know that once we get warmed up, I always get on board. And yeah. so be willing to feed yourself before you get starving mm-hmm. uh, or nourish yourself with the idea of intimacy is going to fulfill me. It, it may feel like a tiny bit of an uphill climb to begin with, but I will get in the groove very quickly and I will nourish myself this way and it will nourish our relationship to right. have sex you know, consistently and frequently. Okay. So, and then we go to the topic of what if your partner's appetite isn't like yours? That's a whole nother episode, right? Well, I, I would hearken back to Dr. Michael Seitzman's episode about mismatched sex drives. Yeah. But here's the <clears> thing. <throat> if you're having sex because it's a part of your normal healthy routine, not because you're waiting until you get horny, guess what? Mismatched sex drives are not going to be nearly as big of an issue. Yeah. Think about it. The mismatched comes from his appetite is higher than hers usually, but sometimes it's right. It's vice versa. Hers is, is more intense than his, but the higher desire partner feels as if the lower desire isn't even interested and they take it personal and they get all butthurt about it and they get yeah. frustrated and angry. But if the lower desire partner recognized that I don't have to be horny to engage and mm-hmm. even enjoy sex with my right. partner, then you've kind of got a meeting in the middle, you know? Sure. So I I think that's a good recipe for if you do have mismatched sex drives, don't wait until you're 
feeling horny or starving for sex before you initiate or reciprocate or respond positively mm-hmm. to the idea of intimacy. Right. Okay, Shannon. So what's the second one? So the second tip is don't judge your partner for having a different appetite than you. So it's, it's not enough just to slow down or speed up. Don't get angry at your partner because they don't feel the exact same way that you feel in the exact mm-hmm. same moment. No two people are identical when it comes to anything, but especially when it comes to sex. And then also keep in mind that if you're the hired as our partner, but you're just trying to get your, your mate to have sex with you way more often than they're comfortable with, consider this. Uh, yeah, I don't want them to wait until they're starving, but I don't want them to feel as if they were being force fed either. Mm-hmm. Like, right. let's say if you took Brian to the all you can eat buffet in Benton, Arkansas, and you told him, have at it, pig out. And he did. But then two hours later, you're like, we got to go back and do it again. And he's like, what? Uh, okay. But then two hours after that, you're like, we got to go a third time. <laughs> he would just be like, girl, enough, enough, exactly. Lady. It would begin (laughs) to make him angry that it was being forced on him when he wasn't hungry for it. So keep in mind that the lower desire partner, they do need to have an opportunity to build up a little bit of an appetite. So again, it's that that meeting in the middle somewhere. So talk through what is the average number of sexual encounters per week that you think would be ideal. If he thinks it's three to four, but she thinks it's one to two, then Mm -hmm. guess what? Aim for two and a half. Yeah. What does a half a sexual encounter look like? Oral. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, maybe just a <laughs> where there's your half <laughs> their needs met and the lower desire partner's like, I'm good. That's totally yep. fine. Yeah. Imagine four days on a beach in paradise with three experts in sexual connection, helping the two of you become one sexually confident couple. Yeah, it is possible. Join Shannon Etheridge and friends at Naya Resort and Spa in Placencia, Belize for the Sexually Confident Couple Workshop. Coming up in 2022, either May 29th through June 1st or June 1st through 4th. Register today at shannonetheridge.com by clicking on the workshops link. Space is incredibly limited, so don't miss this Sexually Confident Couple Workshop. It's truly going to be unbelievable. Yep. Okay. So you ready for the next one? All right. What's, what's next? Number three. Okay. So this sounds like it has nothing to do with sex, but it actually has a lot to do with sex because one of the number one reasons that the lower desire partner will often say that they just don't have it in them to have sex is they just feel mm-hmm. busy, distracted, mm-hmm. stressed, and overwhelmed. Right. So weekly meal prep where what Charlie and I have been doing this year is on Friday night, we go to the grocery store. We do a whole foods date and just go through and raid the produce section. And then we hit the rest of our groceries at a more affordable grocery yeah. store, or, or maybe once a month we run into Costco and get the bulk stuff. But the idea is at the beginning of the weekend, we go ahead and stock the house full of the groceries that we need. Mm-hmm. And then either on Saturday or Sunday, we will uh, just food prep for the next several days. So we might make two or three different meals and then put them in yeah. the individual containers or some sort of storage container and put right. it in the refrigerator. And then come five o'clock or 5.30, Monday through Friday, he's home, he's feeling a little frisky. I just wrapped up with a client. Normally I would be like, I gotta figure out what's for what dinner. Gonna eat? 
I got to go put yeah. something together or we got to go to a restaurant because I don't have mm -hmm. any plan for dinner. With the meal prep stuff, all I have to do is pull it out of the refrigerator, pop it in the microwave, and we are sitting down to a full four course homemade meal. Right. It, it's just so relaxing. It's actually faster than going to a restaurant. We can literally heat up the leftovers from the day or two before and eat a really nice meal for a fraction of the cost in a fraction oh, no. of the time than we could if we were eating out. And we feel better. We're losing weight. So yeah, we were talking about that this morning and just how busy we are. Um, the food stuff is super, like it's stressful because we go out all the time and then we get tired of figuring out where we're going to go and what we want. And then, but sitting down to make a grocery list and meal prep, how long does that take you? Uh, it doesn't take very long at all because what I did was I downloaded um, a PDF that had the 25 healthiest foods. And mm -hmm. so it included like salmon and spinach and blueberries and walnuts. And, all. and so yeah. I basically treat those as staples. And what we're trying to do is just have our meals centered around a lot of vegetables and some meat. And yeah. I'm really not worried. I'm not doing grains and carbs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not doing very much fruit. I might put some fruit in my salad or have a little piece after a meal or something like in a little sliver of dark chocolate. Cause you know me, I've got to have my <laughs> dark chocolate, but that's medicinal. Yeah. <laughs> it actually is. That's it's right. Accidents. So you just know what foods you gravitate toward yeah. and uh, just develop your own system. I created an Excel spreadsheet or you know what? Instead of getting so deep into this, we're going to save this conversation for our next episode because I have a gal who has written a book about oh, yeah. the best That's foods right. to eat to have the best sex. That actually food, it, it impacts your mood and your mood impacts whether you want to be intimate or not. So we will talk more about foods and processes okay. and systems and all that kind of stuff. But for right now, like for example... When Charlie gets home at, let's say, 5.30, I can have dinner ready by 5.45. We have mm -hmm. a leisurely meal. We play a quick game of cards to see who does the dishes. And literally by 6.45, we're done for the evening. And we're looking at each other going, what do you want to do? What do we do? Do yeah. you want to go for a walk? Do you want to watch something on Netflix? Do you want to make love? It's not mm -hmm. 10.30 at night and we're both going, I'm kind of too tired to have sex. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So meal prep has really worked for us. And I can say you play, you play cards to see who does the dishes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we play <laughs> ulcer rummy. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Aww. Okay. So that. That, that leads us to the next one. Number four, number four, to be intentional, mindful about going to the bedroom early. I didn't say go to bed early. I'm not talking about pull back the covers and go to sleep. I'm talking about just shut the kitchen down, turn the TV off, tuck the kids in and go to the bedroom. And yeah. even if all you do is talk and caress and laugh or plan your next day or whatever, mm -hmm. the idea is get where you're going to be. And if it evolves into intimacy, it just feels so organic because if you wait until bedtime to go into the bedroom, you're not going to have the energy left too late. Right. Yeah. Or the flip side is you could set your alarm for 30 minutes earlier. Think, mm -hmm. And even if it's only once or twice a week during the week, think about how, if you had a doctor's appointment, you would set your alarm for 30 minutes earlier. You wouldn't even think about it. If you had a meeting at your kid's school or like when you and I record a podcast or it, all right. right, I need to get up 30 minutes earlier. You do that for other people. Why can't you do that for yourselves? 
Mm-hmm. So be mindful about carving out the time. You don't find time to make love. You make time. Make time. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. So Number five. Yep. I want you to turn off the television and maybe turn on Pandora or whatever your source of music is, but find some just relaxing love songs or sexy seduction songs or whatever. Television is not usually a good aphrodisiac unless you're watching something for it to stay me. Right. But music, it stimulates women auditorily. There's a mm-hmm. reason why women throw their panties on the stage at music stars. <laughs> like we are stimulated by what we hear. Men are stimulated by what we see or what they see. We are stimulated by what we hear. So turning on some music could definitely get you in the mood. And you know that music totally enhances your mood. Uh, Yes, I'm a music freak. Yeah, next time you watch a movie, pay attention to just the soundtrack and you Mm -hmm. will be able to tell when the tension is building, when the drama is happening, when yeah. the you know, suspense, when, when it's, you know, just the soundtrack, they pay a lot of attention to that because we are influenced by our sounds that we hear. So, okay, so what do you turn on? You turn on rap? I bet you like rap. <laughs> yeah. Turned you on. <laughs> My favorite songs to, to strip to or be sexy to. Um, I love Michael Bublé's song, uh, feeling good. That, oh, geez. Uh, I just got a visual. Oh, uh, I just love <laughs> Carly to that. Um, but Sugarland's album, Love on the Inside, every mm-hmm. song on that track or every song on that album, except for maybe one, is just so stinking sexy. Does Charlie like the same music you do? Uh, not necessarily, but he doesn't care. If it turns me okay. on, he likes it. <laughs> He's there. He's, He's not going to listen to Sugarland, but if it makes me feel like Jennifer Nettles, he's down with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I love so it. The next one, we're up to what? Number six. Six. Be intentional about creating some ambiance. It's not enough just mm-hmm. to go into the room. Maybe go into the room where... Uh, I mean, even just taking the time to make up your bed every day to where you're going mm-hmm. into a straightened room instead mm-hmm. of walking into a hurricane. Yeah. Can make a big difference in whether you feel sexy or not. But having a candle, a scented candle that you light and you really enjoy the fragrance of or mm-hmm. dimming the lights or, yeah. you know, those, um, those new, relatively new Christmas lights that you just stick in your lawn and it projects lights on yeah. the <laughs> So Charlie, before he put that away after the holidays, he brought it into our bedroom. I had no idea. Just like a disco the- ball. I walk out of the bathroom and it's dark, but all these green and red lights. Yeah. Around. I'm just like, ooh, that's kind of sexy. <laughs> that's so funny. Brody has one of those. So I don't know if I could pull Brody's light out of his room. At, uh, <laughs> don't tell him what well, I don't know. We'll uh, see. But flowers, uh, anything, blankets that feel good against your skin, mm-hmm. like create space that is designed to make you feel relaxed and connected and comfortable with each other. Do you think women crave that more than men? Yes. I do. Yeah. I, I think that. I, I think that, um, I, well, I've heard it said that women need 
a reason, a place, ambiance, music, candlelight. Men just need a warm body. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, however, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number seven is don't contain it exclusively to the bedroom. There's no reason mm -hmm. why you can't take this show on the road sometimes go make out in the back of your car one evening and, and look at the stars. Uh, you know, do the things that you did when you were a teenager that got you all hot and bothered and you'll be right. ready to have sex by the time you get home. Mm -hmm. um, even taking it to a different room in the house, send the kids mm -hmm. to grandma's and let the dining table be your, or under the dining table. One woman was telling me that they made love one night under the dining table and it felt like they were in a little clubhouse or treehouse. It was very That's funny. They under there for a yeah. long time walking afterward. So be creative. That's a good one. I like that. You like that? Okay. Well, yeah, it gets monotonous in the bed. Yeah, it's same thing. fine. But yeah. Yeah. Be creative, like you said. Shake it okay. up. Like the car. <laughs> Shake it up. <laughs> Number eight, do something out of the ordinary, like share a bubble bath together. That is definitely one of the things that Charlie and I enjoy most, or sit in the hot tub together. Um, or if you don't have a hot tub, then maybe schedule one night away at a hotel where mm -hmm. they have a hot tub or uh, there are hotels that actually have honeymoon suites that are often not being used during the week that they will rent yeah. out on a very discounted basis mm -hmm. that have very luxurious hot tubs. It is not too much to spring for a treat like that. Maybe once a quarter, you know, yeah. it, it costs you a hundred, 150 bucks. All right, that's 33 yep. bucks a month. That's a date night, you know? So Yeah, just a different environment. Exactly. That has a bathtub. Uh-huh. Giant yeah. bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when well, it doesn't have to be a bathtub. I mean, think about, uh, I mean, there are some really unique stays on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. there are, there are like houseboat stays. There are tree house right. stays. There are, um, what do you call those? Quant not Quonset domes, um, yurts. Yurt. yurt stays. We did an RV stay one time. We thoroughly enjoyed it. It's one of the best vacations we've ever had. So yeah, just do something yeah. unique, unusual. All right. So the next one may seem a little awkward. It's going to create some visuals, no doubt. Yoga. <laughs> is another really good thing that you can do to be mindful because it just teaches you to pay attention to your breath and the movement of your body and the tension in your muscles or the relaxation in your muscles, hopefully is what it will result in. But consider doing yoga within his sight before you crawl into bed. I assure you, you will most likely get his attention with the very first down dog pose that you do. Um, so, or, or happy baby or thread the needle or whatever yoga pose you want to do. And if you're really sexually confident, if you really want to be bold, naked yoga is never a bad idea. Oh my God. <laughs> or naked couples yoga. I want you to think about how intimate that would be. <laughs> like there is no place to hide. <laughs> I mean, is it sexy if your boobs are by your ears? I don't know. It I just don't know how that would look well here's the thing yes <laughs> with age comes all kinds of gravity <laughs> issues and it's not just question and it's not even yeah. just belly i have noticed that that if i if i if i'm like hovering over a mirror 
my whole face looks all wrinkled. It's like, oh my gosh, pick that back up. Is, is that what I look like when I'm on top of him? So now I try to ride yeah. right, you know? <laughs> it's like, don't over too close. Or just, if I'm that close to his face, just go ahead and kiss him. So he's <laughs> wrinkled face as I'm hovering over him. <laughs> so I have a question. Do you, is it you, do you and Charlie do that thing where y'all like, you're on his back and he's on the, like, do y'all do yoga together? We, we attempt couples yoga, but when I lived in Chattanooga, there were people <laughs> who do couples yoga in the park that it was astounding some of the things they did. It was like Cirque du Soleil style. We can't do anything like that. Lord, no. But we do like to, you know, like if I'm doing a, a touch your toe stretch while seated, he might grab my hands and just kind of give me a harder tug and get me yeah. deeper into the stretch. Or if I have my feet up in the air for some reason, he may put his rib cage on top of my feet and mm -hmm. let me just kind of lift him off the ground a half an inch, just a little, you know, like a bench press type of a thing or leg press right. type of a thing. So yeah, we, we enjoy doing it together. And you know, at 53 and 54, we are so past the body image issues. Mm -hmm. We have cellulite ripples. We have stretch marks. We have hair growing in weird places. We don't care. <laughs> That's why I, I know that you don't want those images in your head, but this is what sexual no, I don't mind. is all about people. It's getting past yourself. It's stop overthinking it and overanalyzing everything and critiquing yourself to death to where you kill your own libido. Right. It's engaging fully and being intimate, intimacy, all of it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that come with age though? Like, I mean, I'm in my thirties, I'm not there yet. And I want to be so bad. So yeah, if you can get me there in my forties, that'd be great. I'm going to get that'd you there in your late thirties. Okay. I'm yeah. up for it. I, I think the earlier you develop that lack of awareness of what you look like and start focusing more on awareness of what you feel like mm -hmm. and what you're causing your partner to feel like that's where the magic happens that's yeah. where the mindfulness just really enhances the intimacy of this is not about what i look like or am i impressing someone this yeah. is about how my body is wired to receive pleasure and how mm -hmm. i am able to give pleasure to my partner who is wired to also receive pleasure and yeah. just knowing that i'm the one giving him the pleasure makes me feel so powerful and connected like we need to do an episode on women in power how the yeah. power dynamic can really work to a woman's advantage so we're going to talk about that at some point in the future yeah okay okay so in addition to these fun activities. Here's one that you're going to do solo. Okay. I mean, you this is number do nine. Huh? This is number nine. This is number 10, number nine oh. yoga stretches. Okay. Number 10 is I would recommend that you open up YouTube and my personal favorite um, guided meditation is Sarah Raymond with the mindful mm -hmm. movement. Now, being raised in a conservative Christian environment, I was told that like yoga and meditation, that's just new agey and woo-woo mm -hmm. and religion. Mm -hmm. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. Okay. There's, yeah. there's nothing anti-Christian about slowing down, paying attention to your breath, meditating on some really encouraging words that let, that help you let go of the stress of your day or mm -hmm. gear up to have a really productive day. And that's what the mind yeah stuff is all about. Um, and so find the voice that works for you. There are going to be some YouTube videos that just don't 
tickle your ears like others do. Mm -hmm. The reason I like Sarah Raymond so much is it sounds like a very professional production. And what I mean by that is there's like really soft music in the background. There'll be nature sounds. There'll be the striking of a steel drum, which creates this noise that supposedly brings our stress level way down. Mm -hmm. And she, they're just very practical. I've used them at workshops sometimes because people who really deal with a lot of stress, mm -hmm. they need 10 minutes out of their day or 20 minutes before they go to bed to just get their mind off of the gerbil wheel yeah. and relaxed state. And mm -hmm. I totally credit, I've been very intentional about meditating before I get out of bed in the morning. And the last thing when I get in bed at night and every once in a while, I'll ask Charlie, do you want to listen to my meditation along with me? And we do it together and we yeah. both sleep like babies when really we do this, it really, really you helps turn, just, turning your mind off. Yeah, exactly. You're just shifting mm -hmm. gears. So think about the benefit of when you're able to turn your mind off and go to bed and get a really good quality sleep, you wake mm -hmm. up refreshed and then right. you have a really productive day. And then at the end of the day, you're like, Hey, I've still got energy for, if you want to get jiggy, you know, like <laughs> you're not dragging through your day going, Oh my God, I just want it to end yeah. because you're so stressed. So it really does have a trickle down effect to your sex life to just oh, yeah. take the time to do what you need to do to calm your body, calm your nerves, clear your mind and just breathe. Yeah. Breathe. Okay. I need that one. I'm glad you brought that up. Good. All right. Number 11, I want you to consider having a weekly night that you set aside one hour. I don't care if it's right after work or if it's right before bedtime or if it's right after the kids are gone to bed or whatever, but a, a, a real massage. You give each other a mm -hmm. real massage. Now we have a massage table, but you don't have to have one of those. You can just use a bed or a chair or whatever, yeah. but it's literally where, you know, you remove clothes and you use lotion or hot oil, microwave it for 30 seconds and, you know, like make it feel like a real experience where yeah. you are literally rubbing the tension out of your partner's muscles and this is what we've learned through trial and error of the past two years of marriage. If we try to do both partners on the same night, then whoever went first on the massage table, mm -hmm. it feels like you're peeling yourself off and now you have to <laughs> give someone a massage, yeah. really? And so right. the battle is always, I want to go last. No, I want to go mm -hmm. last. We finally realized we need to just have two separate nights or maybe it's one week that night is for me to give the massage and the next week it's for Charlie to give the massage to where there's no pressure that you have to give a massage right after you've gotten one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the last thing you want to do. You're relaxed. Yes. You want to massage somebody. You want to stay <laughs> relaxed and even go yeah. right to sleep or yeah. sometimes massage can lead to sexual desire because mm -hmm. just station. Yeah. So right. Set that stage, like lower the lights, turn on some music, light that candle, all the things that we've been talking about. And then just saying, we're just going to, you know, we're, we're just going to have one person be the giver and the other person be the receiver. Mm -hmm. If it leads somewhere, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but that's not the goal. It's well, not the goal. And we did that at one of your couples at the well workshops mm -hmm. and um, the couples that were the other couples that were there, I don't think they had ever taken the time to massage each other right so many people so, it, it really takes people aback when even when I have them give each other a scalp massage yeah 
or touch their face. Like you'd be mm-hmm. amazed at how many people will say, I don't remember my husband or my wife ever, ever doing this. Yeah. Or when we were dating maybe, but not in the past 35 years. Right. And sometimes there will be tears. Sometimes oh, yeah. the feeling of their intimate partner, just taking the time to give them that scalp massage or just rub, you know, right, like right here on their chest or their temples or their jawline or wherever they're carrying stress. Mm-hmm. It can be such a cathartic and bonding experience because right. it creates oxytocin. So yeah. this leads us to number 12. Number right. 12 is stop making sex orgasm driven. Stop making intimacy orgasm driven. Mm-hmm. Make it relaxation driven. Mm-hmm or play driven. Who doesn't yeah. want to relax? Who right. doesn't want to play? But if you're making it orgasm driven or performance driven or work driven, who has time or energy for it's that? Exhausting. Yeah. yeah. It's all in the approach that you have when you come into the situation. So if you're coming into it with the mentality of the goal isn't to get each other worked up so that we can have mm-hmm. orgasms, the goal is just to help each other relax. And just see what happens. And if nothing happens, that's fine. We know that things will happen at other times. But if you will make relaxation and touch and connection the goal, the sex will be so organic, not just orgasmic, but organic. Sex should never be a means to closeness. It should be a response to closeness. Mm -hmm. So when you're just doing that touch, that massage, whatever, you know, whatever feels natural to you or whatever you're whatever you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and actually do that will create oxytocin. Mm -hmm. That is where the magic happens. When you have oxytocin flowing through your body toward your partner, you will want to make love with them. Right. What will trigger your pituitary gland to send blood Mm -hmm. flow to your genitals, to make you sexually interested. So make this Valentine season a mindful one where you slow down, you engage in your body sensations, in your breath, turn off your mind, turn off the TV, put down your phone, put your phone in another room. Or you know what, if you just need to put it in the, in the closet to hear the music, but it's away from your reach so that you're not tempted to respond to text messages, put it on silent, whatever, like get away from the distractions and make time for each other and that oxytocin flow will it'll blow your mind when you when you're intentional about creating it well and do naked yoga <laughs> that's what you're gonna be that's what you're doing on on valentine's day i can see it don't put that past me it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a really good idea if you've never done yoga and the idea of couples yoga is like totally bewildering to you Google and find out, you know, once this pandemic is over, Google and find out if there are any couples yoga classes in your area. Cause even just going to one or two will teach you a lot about what's possible, but mm-hmm. at the very minimum, Google it. There are YouTube yeah. videos for everything in our world. And there will definitely yeah. be YouTube videos for couples yoga and for individual yoga, yoga for relaxation, yoga for, you know, for building strength, yoga for weight loss. I mean, I'm just a big believer. I wish that yeah. I was, I wish that I did yoga as much as I believe in yoga, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it, does, it takes intentionality and mindfulness to carve out the time and make it happen. But when I do, I always feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to be like you when I grow up, hopefully I, you'll teach me 
before I'm 40, you said. So you have two years. I'm, I'm working so. on it. <laughs> well, I would start by encouraging you to take advantage, encouraging everyone who's listening. If you want to learn how to become a more sexually confident couple in these little 30 to 40 minute podcasts are just not enough to get you there. Come to Belize with us. Come to the four-day sexually confident couple workshop in paradise. And so uh, you heard the commercial earlier. Yes. To get more information on that, again, you just go to shannonethridge.com and click on the workshops link, and it is truly going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Do it earlier in your marriage than later. Don't wait until you've been married 50 years to try to figure out where your groove is. Find yep. your groove as early in your marriage as possible, and it yes. will serve you well. But you can teach old dogs new tricks. You can totally teach old dog new tricks. So you you can totally teach old dogs new tricks, but those old dogs will often wish that they had learned those new tricks years or decades way earlier. earlier. Yeah. So why put off till tomorrow what you can learn today and okay. don't, don't spend too much time regretting the fact that you haven't learned it yet, no matter what your age, because as I say, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the second <laughs> best time is today. The best time for you to have learned how to get into your really intimate, relaxed, organic, sexual groove would have been the very first month of your marriage. But the mm -hmm. second best time is today. Is now. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of the conversation with me. Well, yeah. And we even wore, we didn't even plan it, like valentines -y colors. Red, pink. Yep, yep, yep. I yep. know. Is that pink? This is magenta. Yeah, I was going to say, you're either colorblind or I am. Magenta. Okay, magenta. <laughs> we hope you all have a very happy Valentine's Day. If you have some suggestions on how couples can become more confident or how we can become more mindful or any of the conversations that we've had on the podcast, you can chime in on the conversation by sending us an email on tap at shannonethridge.com. Or you can join in with your voice by calling 321-30-ON-TAP. Again, 321-30-ON-TAP. We would love to hear from you. We love you for listening. And we thank you for tapping on us.